I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Well, hello. Hello, friends. And ghouls. Yes, boils and ghouls <laughs> of all shapes and sizes and kinds. <laughs> That's know. my best crypt. Keep her laughing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that frightened me. I, oh, I, 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 That was the goal, anyway. <laughs> but, oh, no. <laughs> the crypt keeper's coming for me. No. Uh. You know what? Let's just skip this entire episode and just say watch the entire series of tales from the crypt this That's Halloween. all you really need this halloween season i always seem to bring those out at this time of year and just watch a few yeah, it's you know choice. it's it's it yeah. always gets me in that mood well folks if you didn't already guess you know it is our pre-halloween spooktacular spooktacular episode spooktacular Ooh. spooktacular <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad your brain went there because that's where mine went so good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we are dedicating an entire episode to kicking off the sort of official start of Halloween season yes. in October. Exactly. Although, you know, let's be real. Halloween season is a state of mind. It, it can is. go for however long as you want. It's but, you a know, way of the, life. The, 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 it is. It is a mood, a brand, an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It is everything, you know? For me, you know, I like to have a little something special in the year, so I save that for you know a specific time of year i mean i still watch horror films all the time but like the actual halloweeny stuff i try to save for you know when it gets close to closer to halloween but you know if you want to watch hocus pocus in july like you do you you yeah i mean i think that is when it was originally released right it was released in the summer which is why they think it was a big box office bomb yeah like i guess it makes some (laughs) sense but i don't know i could have seen that in july and still been like this is a great movie but that, but that is not the only film you need to watch this Halloween season. It's not. No, a lot of people are... think that that's the only thing you can possibly <laughs> watch. It means it's October. Let's just play Hocus Pocus on a loop. And that's lovely. But yes. there's so many others to choose from. So many classics of yore, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't rely on Freeform to tell you what to watch no. because there's a whole lot of other films out there. There's so much more. Which is a perfect segue to what we're talking about today. You know, we, to celebrate this occasion, we, the homos on Haunted Hill, decided we're going to conjure up a spooky list of 31 films that we consider to be Halloween season favorites. Uh, um, you know why it's, there's 31 in there? Because <laughs> Why, Chris? There's 31 days in October. Oh my god! So you got you've got one for each day. Oh my gosh! So, it's like a little advent calendar. We did the Perfect. work for you, so <laughs> just watch what we so tell you. Don't you. To, you don't have to use your brain boxes, no. which nobody wants to do in the no, pandemic era. They so. don't work anymore. They're defective. Yeah. Let's be honest. All of our brains are defective, so they can't work at full capacity. So we're going to do the work for you, so you don't have to use we're it. We're going to do the work for you. Yeah. yeah, we're like the creepy factory owner from Halloween season of the witch. We're gonna, you know. We have right. your best interest at heart. Come on. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Look, I brought a piece of Stonehenge with me. Yeah. You can trust me. Three more days till Halloween. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. it'll never stuck end. In your head. It never ends. Oh, it's beautiful. 
Yeah, and this is kind of like our torch lighting ceremony at the Olympics, only mm-hmm. now it's like light the jack-o'-lantern, you yeah. know? Just kicking off the Halloween season. Light the jack o Get the punch out. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. And in order to be fair as possible, we did come up with some sort of rules, I guess, or guidelines, Mm -hmm. which are just guidelines. But yeah. So in order to do that, uh, Chris came up with a list of 15 films Mm -hmm. and I came up with a list of 15 films. And that should get us to 30 in total. I don't know. Maybe you guys can get your calculators and make sure we're okay about that. Yeah. But I think Math it's 30. Math was never my strong suit. So and not, me I'm neither. I'm not sure. Uh, I hated it. <laughs> that was the hated worst it. thing on earth. <laughs> and then, of course, and of course, there are 31 days in the month. Mm-hmm. So we do have one extra film at the end that we, we have do. both agreed on. And we'll tell you what that That's is when true. we get there. It's, it's mm-hmm. going to be a real shocker. I, <laughs> I, I hope you you're prepared. You will nev- never see this one coming, folks. <laughs> it's Sophie's Choice. Okay, so (laughs) I know it's a little unorthodox, but it'll work. We had to go there, you know? We We had had to take the chances, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was either that or Mamma Mia 2. I I didn't know what Mm. what she was. (laughs) Yeah, so the way this is going to work, our dear listeners, is we're going to alternate back and forth reading our Halloween film picks uh, in the event that one of us chooses a film that the other person has already chosen, which might happen, uh, the other person will replace their choice with another film from their honorable mention list, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. We'll keep doing that until we get to 31 films in yeah. total. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have no idea what we picked. Like, really, we, we have no idea. We did not discuss this at all in yeah. advance. Like, and for real, folks, yeah, like, we, we didn't really discuss this at all. Like, we're not no just, idea. we're not, like, we're not being, like, uh, you know, flippant about that. We no. actually just did not <laughs> we discuss no this <laughs> So it's all new to us. We also didn't really come up with, like, strict guidelines or rules for no. this. It was kind of just, like, whatever Halloween season means to us as individuals. You know, it could be yeah. stuff that is... Halloween-y, like, themed, or it could just be stuff that we tend to watch around Halloween season and we just gives us the spooky feels, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, I mean, did you have any specific criteria when you were picking out films? Um, It's kind of strange. I just, th- there are some movies out there that just give me a, kind of a spooky Halloween feel. Like, they're usually yeah. movies that aren't super dark. Like, they're, they're kind of more fun and, like, I'm not going to pick Last House on the Left or something really dark. Right. You know, it's going to be, right. like, a fun movie. Oh, you didn't you know? pick Martyrs? Oh, damn it. I got to cross it damn off my it. list. Oh, that always <laughs> gets me in the mood for trick-or-treating. Although Inside is a great Christmas movie, I will say. It, it is. It reminds me a lot <laughs> yeah. of the day that Christ was born. <laughs> the Christ was born. <laughs> there was a lot of blood. Yeah. There is there is a <laughs> there is a birth scene. I mean that yeah. <laughs> it counts, right? We don't know who the father is, so we don't. Yeah, it could be... Oh my god, this whole movie is <laughs> is like a metaphor for Jesus' birth. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Wow, it's it's Whoa. Conservatives should love this film. They really should. They'd be like, even though she dies at the end, she brought Jesus into this world. Yeah. Y'all can calm down with the war on Christmas yeah. and just go watch it inside. Because <laughs> the lady in black is taking on that war by herself. Mm-hmm. She's fighting your battles for you. Her and her <laughs> charred up face at the end. Just you know, yeah. <laughs> looking nice and that crispy. Movie. <laughs> that movie. Oh, man. Yeah, and I think we... Uh, generally agreed to stick mainly to horror and kind of horror comedy films mm-hmm. although i do have like one or two that are debatable and we're not going to talk so much about family oriented stuff because right. we already talked about that uh, that was in a an rule. episode earlier yeah. in the month yeah right. uh, yeah for me i i guess the films i picked 
fall into like one or one or one of two categories can't talk so category one would be like films that are specifically kind of halloween themed Mm -hmm. or they just have really strong like autumnal vibes Uh, yeah and I think for me, that's because I, you know, I grew up in central Illinois, so the fall aesthetic has always been sort of linked to Halloween to me, you know, with mm-hmm. the, the changing leaves and the cornfields and the pumpkin patches and hayrides, like all that shit is just yeah. ingrained into what Halloween is. Although we'll see how long that lasts with global warming, but oh, I know. for now, anyway. And then the other category was films that I just, like you just find particularly spooky and extra points if they're kind of campy too, because that is what Halloween is. I think it's mm-hmm. a great combination of like the spooks and the laughs mm-hmm. with the, you know, the practical jokes and everything. Yeah. It's tricks and um, treats. Think, yeah, tricks and treats. Uh, you get a little bit of both. And I think it's also, you know, it's the time of the year, of course, when the veil between the living and the dead is most thin, mm. uh, which means you got all sorts of spooky ghosts and supernatural creatures walking the earth. True. Um, uh, well, that sounds great. I'm glad we both have sort of our own uh, way of looking at this. That's kind of mm. what I was hoping for. I didn't want to be like, let's make sure we're all thinking the exact same because who wants that? You know? Nobody wants that. No. That's boring. Yeah, uh, do you want to start? Sure, okay. I will start with one. Let me think. I've got a whole list here. Uh, Okay, I'm going to start with this one. Waxwork. Oh, good choice. Waxwork. It is sort of a... a modern update on House of Wax to 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 an extent, except it's more supernatural, mm-hmm. and it's about a group of college kids that are invited to the opening of this creepy neighborhood wax museum, and yeah. they get there at night, and they're the only ones there, and as they start to go through the exhibits, if they cross the threshold into the exhibit itself they are actually sucked into the scene from which they are seen so like there's Mm -hmm. one guy who looks at a scene that involves a werewolf and he gets sucked into this whole scene where he turns into a a werewolf and there's one that looks at a vampire and she gets sucked into this dracula's castle scene it's really cool so it's yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like a universal monsters mashup of sorts, but it's it's yeah. it's really fun, really gory. Like in in terms of tone, I guess I would compare it to something like uh, Night of the Creeps. It's kind of like sort of comical, tongue in cheek, but still kind of has some stakes and stuff. It's really it's fun. interesting. Yeah, it, it it's fun and um, it's like an interesting combination of like fun and kind of mean at times. Mm-hmm, just in yeah. terms of like it, it kills off these characters like without thinking oh, twice totally, about it. Totally, yeah. Uh, and I like the kind of do-it-yourself attitude that it has. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it clearly wasn't made on a big budget, but yeah. it's so creative. Mm-hmm. And they find ways to do things that are just really interesting. And uh, that's a good pick. Yeah, Thank you. Very, it's a fun one. I would totally watch that around Halloween season. Good. They should remake that. I mean, it just, I mean, it probably wouldn't be any good, but I'd I would watch game. it. <laughs> as, long as, they, yeah. as long as they stayed away from a lot of CGI, I'd, I'd, I'd be fine. Yeah. Because yeah. the practical I don't need, stuff like, here Night is at the Museum great. or something. Yeah. Oh, that's probably what yeah. it would be. It, it would be like, probably. we're going to remake <laughs> Waxwork for Disney+, Plus, and it's going to be a, <laughs> about a field trip with a bunch of kids, and they find out, like, I don't know, it'd just be so stupid. Uh, or I don't and know. Ben Stiller is going to be the teacher. <laughs> is that amazing? Or I, I don't know. It might be an amazing idea. I'm I not sure. Know. Who knows? If they yeah. kill the kids, that would actually be really cool, but they wouldn't do that. Like, yeah. Not on yeah. Disney+, cool. Plus. not on their watch. No. Well, good pick. Um, yeah, my, and mine aren't any any order or yours. No, I guess ex- ex- mine are in chronological. Really. I guess only because I wrote them like that. But um, uh, so my first one is The Haunting from 1963. Ooh, yes, of of course, based on Shirley Jackson's novel, The Haunting of Hill House. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, it's Doctor Markways doing research to prove the existence of ghosts. So he invites this group of people to this eerie mansion with a lurid history of violent death and insanity. 
I, you know, for my money, I think it's one of, if not the best, haunted house films of all time. Amen. Partly because the house itself is some sort of, like, self-aware supernatural beacon as opposed mm-hmm. to most haunted house films where it's just like, oh, it's a an old house and there are ghosts inside of it. Like, yeah. that's true here, but the house itself is also some form of malevolent entity with these creepy breathing walls and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love it. It, it drags a little bit for me in places, but I still think it has a great mood and aesthetic, and it's really queer. Like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the character Theo is a confirmed lesbian, mm-hmm. which for 1963 is crazy, and she's not, like, some predatory monster like mm-hmm. most uh, queer depictions were at the time. Apparently there was a scene that they cut uh, that develops her a little even more as a lesbian, uh, and I, I would love to see that scene. I, I guess it's out there somewhere, but uh, we'll see if we ever get to it oh, um, the queer gold that's what we need yeah we'll find it love it mm. now I'm, I'm kind of upset um, that you didn't recommend the remake from 99 that's a true <laughs> masterpiece i don't <laughs> thank you eleanor thank you freed me. us from the confines of the <laughs> goodbye eleanor <laughs> <laughs> oh god they just have like this I... cherry goldsmith mu- music that's gorgeous it's this gorgeous like yeah it's kind of some yeah. of his best work <laughs> probably because he had to work so hard to make this movie watchable and they're just all yeah. like going up. and this is coming out on blu-ray before what lies beneath come on fuckers uh, what the hell yeah both dreamworks i tried to rewatch it and i i just couldn't do it i I, I might give it another shot at some point one day yeah, one day i might one yeah. day life is pretty short though folks. it is i don't know if i have time for those <laughs> As we're finding. shenanigans <laughs> But yeah, a great haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. What's your next one? Uh, my next one. I don't know if this is a cheat or not, but mm-hmm. Terror in the Isles. Ah, uh, yes. Which yes. is basically like every horror film made up until like 1984, because mm-hmm. it's a compilation that's hosted by Donald Pleasance and Nancy Allen, and mm-hmm. it all kind of takes place in a movie th- theater where everyone's watching all these clips from like really influential horror films of that time and they're kind of giving like a kind of like a pop psychology view of some of these things and like why people like to watch these and what they get from them and stuff and um Mm -hmm. it tackles like some of that like misogynistic stuff that people sometimes think horror has and and it's a really kind of interesting but it's also just a lot of really great clips from really fantastic horror films and some of them you might not have seen because when when, yeah. when I first watched this, there were a lot in the film that I had never heard of, and it made me seek them out so that I could see them. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Miss 45, The Seduction, Dress to Kill. There were a lot that I didn't know about be- until this movie. So it's just a nice thing to watch. You kind of can turn off your brain because you've probably seen most of these movies before. But it's just kind of like a nice greatest hits compilation it's and, oh and it's yeah. uh it's coming out on blu-ray from scream factory this october so it's and they have not paid me to endorse this but i support them because <laughs> I, I do endorse it i, I have do endorse pre-ordered it. <laughs> my copy i can't wait so yeah. perfect uh and my next one is rosemary's bebe of course oh um, rosemary's bebe rosemary's bebe <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Moira Rose, of oh, course. Oh, God, I wish. if she did, oh. yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Just the whole cast. Of um, yeah, I should say, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. A remake with starring the whole cast. I would, oh, God, that'd be so good. Oh, my God, Alexis is, like, pregnant and Moira's, uh, yeah, one of the neighbors. Oh, man. 
This is oh, no dream. So this good. is really happening. Oh, oh God. This is really... <laughs> David. God. David. Ew, David. Ew, David. Ew. <laughs> it's the devil. Ew. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I What's it about? You know, it's a young couple moves into an infamous New York apartment building to start a family, like we all do. And, you know, things become frightening as Rosemary, the female half of that couple, begins to suspect that her unborn baby isn't safe from the strange neighbors that surround them. You know, it's not exactly Halloween specific, but a good chunk of it does take place in kind of mid to late fall. I just think it has a really great, like, supernatural, paranoia-driven thriller vibe. And, of course, it's uh, based on the Ira Ira Levin novel by the same name. And Levin wrote The Stepford Wives as well, which we covered. Oh, yes. Um, He's, yeah, great author. And... I also think it's the best thing Polanski has ever done. And of course, Mm -hmm. Polanski is a creep. I'm not endorsing Polanski, but I, yeah, I just think it's, it's a great film, very feminist, um, great vibes. The, you know, some of the rapey stuff is you got to kind of get past that. Um, But I, I just, yeah, I think it's very effective at what it is. I think it's easily the best thing in his apartment trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Repulsion, but it's one of those films that I'm like, do I love it? You know, it's a hard film to be like, oh, I'm, I love Repulsion. But yeah, it's not really one you like pull out a lot. Like, oh, let me watch Re- no. Repulsion. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it's, I yeah. love the movie, but I've seen it maybe yeah. three times in my life. So it's not like a movie. Yeah. Whereas like Rosemary's Baby, I've seen maybe like six or seven times. Right. And The Tenant, what the fuck is that movie? I, I have only seen it once. So I need to rewatch. I, th- I think it's on like Hulu now or something, right? So I, ne- I need to yeah, watch I, it again. I, it's been a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Mia Farrow, uh, of course, fucking amazing. And Ruth Gordon, of uh, course, steals the show. Tour de force performance. Oh, she's so you know? great. Um, I made you some chocolate mousse. It's so good. <laughs> it's so great. What's the root called? Uh, Tannis used. Tannis, Tannis anyone? Tannis. <laughs> <laughs> and her friend's like, uh, are you sure that's what it is? I've never heard of that root. And they're like, yeah, everybody <laughs> drinks yeah. Tannis and eats Tannis. You know, or it's it, it's a they? thing. Do they really? All the cool people do. Except in your creepy ass apartment building with like gargoyles yeah. and shit on the roof. Like, yeah. Creepy as fuck, Rosemary. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, your pick. Okay, Chuck my next one is uh, I, I don't know how many people have seen this. Uh, uh, Terror Tract? Has anyone seen this movie? I have not. Anybody? Anybody? Nobody? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it is a film starring John Ritter, and he is a real estate agent trying to make. A sale, and so he takes this young couple throughout this tract home neighborhood, trying to show them houses. And each house has a story, and it's an anthology where, as he's showing them the house, he has to tell them the story of what went on in this house. And of course, given that that it's a horror film, some pretty bad shit went down in each house. And it's three stories, and they're all pretty good. Um, it also stars Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. um, also Brenda Strong from Desperate Housewives. It's really great. Nice. It's fantastic. It was – I think it went straight to video, but it showed on USA Network around the same time as Cherry Falls. So nice. these were both like straight to video movies that for some reason were neglected and I hope it gets like a little cult – following i think the dvd is really out of print now but i think it's on youtube so if you want to cool. watch it uh i believe it's still on youtube it's really fun it's such a blast it's kind of slightly darkly comic at times too and the last yeah. story is genuinely creepy as fuck and i don't want to spoil anything because huh. it's so creepy 
I'm gonna check that out. I have not seen that, but I love John Ritter, and I cool. really think you would like it. You know, a movie I love with him that does not get enough love. Uh, Stay tuned. Oh, I love Stay tuned. That movie it's terrified so me as a kid. I don't know why oh, it so scared good. me so bad. Because now, of course, it's it's hysterically funny, but as it's a kid, great. it was creepy as hell. I think it would make a good like Netflix series if they ever rebooted it. Like each episode could be like them in a different I've episode been told of something. That it, I I think I read an article where that's what they're trying to do. Actually, that would be fascinating. I'm sort of into uh, it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I would watch it. The premise is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, Daughters of Darkness. Motherfucker! Oh, that's awesome! Did you pick it? Yes, okay. It okay, was not perfect, one that perfect. I thought we were both going to pick, but please, uh, do tell the world go. the you beauty know, of Daughters uh, of Darkness. Uh, uh, it's wonderful. I mean, yes. we can both talk about it here, yes. but you know, uh, uh, you know, Tom Jones, thank you, Daughters of Darkness. <laughs> it's it's great. You know, you got this newlywed couple who are passing through a vacation resort um, in Belgium, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and their paths cross with this mysterious, strikingly beautiful countess, uh, played by, of course, Delphine Serig, and her aide. Um, yeah, I just think it's, like, the sexiest, coolest, oh, like, yeah. moodiest vampire film ever. It totally I mean, it's is. got fashion for days. Uh, that score is so funky uh, and idiosyncratic, and it's, oh, I love it. I love you know? everything ab- about this. I'm not a big vampire guy. But mm-hmm. this movie won me over 100%. It is smart and funny and creepy yeah. and sexy, and it just drips with mood and atmosphere. And I believe it's being released on Blu-ray in a restored version in Oct- October as well. Once again, we're not being paid to endorse no, this, not. but we endorse it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> My only... I wish they weren't releasing it like with the 4K because that's oh, yeah. driving up the price. I know. Um, I think it's like 50 bucks on like, Amazon fuck? now. I'm like, Jesus. I don't yeah. have a 4K. But, uh, I'm not going to spring for that shit. I might have to, though, because it's, it's just such a great film. It's gorgeous. And, and like every character in this film is queer to a very yeah. degree. You know? Yeah. Everyone's uh, a little even, quirky. Even the male lead because he refers to his mother throughout the film. And then yeah. when you actually see the mother <laughs> character, it's this big queenie. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, spoiler. But it's this big queenie man who kind of looks like Glenn Shaddix from yeah. Beetlejuice. And it's just like, what? He's like, hello, darling. You're like, what the yeah. fuck is happening in this movie? And it's very clear that they had some kind of sexual history together, yeah. or like he was like a gigolo or something I think that worked. He was for like a this person. kept boy like, what? or something. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty awesome. I was like, this movie is so weird. I love it. It's so <laughs> fascinating and weird and strange and wonderful. Oh, Man, it's, great. it's heaven. It's so good. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And I suggest mm-hmm. everybody check that one out for sure. We love lesbian vampires. Yes. It's, it's That's the thing. The only ones I usually tend to like are the lesbian vampire ones. Even the gay hmm. male vampire ones, I'm not that big on. But the lesbian hmm. ones, I'm like, for some reason, this works for me. I don't know why. It's weird. Hey, like, hey whatever works, whatever. You know, I, hunger, I like I love the hunger, you know, but, yeah. but I, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. I don't get it. I'm into most vampires, but there's some stuff I can't do. I don't like, like, the really unintelligent like ones that like they're basically zombies like they're like I'm, oh yeah like stuff like underworld doesn't do a whole lot for me yeah. where it's just like you know actiony pack stuff oh, that's but, boring yeah that's, that's, that's yeah. not yeah. not really my thing okay yeah because since i picked daughter of darkness then you get to swap it out with one of your honorable mentions i guess oh okay okay cool um well um, i will i will pick the skeleton key from okay. 2005 i think Yes. I think it was 2005. Kate, um, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yes, she plays a um, a hospice worker who takes a job at this sort of 
creepy plantation house in Louisiana where this Mm -hmm. man is mute and being cared for by his wife, played by Gina Rollins. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she starts to suspect there's something sketchy in the attic and that the history of the house is a little frightening. And she discovers all kinds of hoodoo curses and stories about the people that used to live in the house. And and it, it all builds to a climax that is absolutely fantastic. And the ending is so great. <laughs> and the movie Get Out kind of might have borrowed a few elements from this movie. And yeah. it's really fantastic. I, I don't want to spoil too too much, but it's, it's kind of a Rosemary's Baby-esque thriller where it's about paranoia and secrets and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. More kind of jump scares than like Rosemary's Baby, but yeah. uh, definitely kind of in that um, general vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get Out kind of flips the. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to talk about. Isn't it's it? a little hard um, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because um, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it because it's so good at the end. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. It, um, it's one of those movies where I think the destination is actually better than the journey in a way. Actually, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and that's rare. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. It's such a great ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Um, uh, next one, I guess, because mine's in, still in uh, chronological order, Messiah of Evil, which we oh, talked about before. Oh, very good. So, very, very good choice. Yeah. I don't need to say too much about it, I no. guess. It's moody and atmospheric. We've kind of already talked about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, a young woman goes searching for her missing artist's father. Uh, her journey takes her to a strange Californian sea- seaside town governed by a mysterious undead cult, I guess. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, you just you don't have to think much. You can just put it on and turn off your brain, like we've said before. And it has that amazing movie theater scene. Ah. And, um, like I said, just enjoy the ride and don't think about anything and have fun. Um, it's great. Okay. And yours? My next one is a movie entitled Popcorn, which yes. is a movie yes. from 89 or 90, maybe? And I think 90, but... That sounds yeah. about right, yeah. And it is a movie that stars Jill Sholin, Scream Queen Extraordinaire, and Dee Wallace. And it's about a, a bunch of college kids that are deciding to put on a film festival in this creepy old theater. And they find this canister of a movie that they've never heard of before. But apparently the last time it was shown, like all these people were killed and it, and it was never com- completed. Uh, Mm -hmm. because the person that made the film wanted to do the ending live on stage, which was going to involve a live sacrifice. And so there's all this crazy stuff. And they play the movie, and creepy stuff starts happening, and people start dying. But what I love about this movie is that it's not really scary, but it's got a nice creepy vibe, and it's kind of fun. There's some sort of tongue-in-cheek stuff in there, and there's lots of, like, um, homages to, like, William Castle stuff. Because, like, every movie that they show has, like, a fun gimmicky kind of thing, and uh, it's so much fun. It's such a blast. I love a movie within a movie. Yes. Like, that's one of my favorite tropes. It's so great. fun. Great. It's meta. Uh, we're so meta. It's the most meta. So meta. I love a good meta movie. <laughs> I just like to say hey, meta because it makes me sound really smart. I like being <laughs> smart sometimes. Uh, I feel so intelligent. <laughs> well, I hesitate to say this because I think oh. this is the one that you probably picked as well. Oh. Uh, do you be? know what it what is? What could it be? Is it... It's one that we've covered. Uh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
I don't know. It is. What is it? What is it? Hell Knight, baby. <gasps> Interesting. I didn't pick that. That's funny. Okay. okay. Oh, this is so okay. surprising. But yes, this is a perfect yeah. movie for it. Yeah, this is a perfect movie for it's Halloween. It's great. You know, of course, uh, four college pledges are forced to spend the night in a deserted old mansion where they get, uh, you know, tormented and killed off, uh, essentially, mm-hmm. one by one by the monstrous things lurking in this house. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you what it is, no. what they are, but, you know, uh, I didn't really write anything about it because I thought you were going to pick it. But, no. you know, it's it's great you know <laughs> it's spooky and gothic and um doesn't pull punches with anything mm-hmm. like people die who you kind of don't expect to die and it still has the final girl but other than that i think it's pretty creative in everything it does and uh i don't know do you anything to say about it <laughs> it's fantastic i love it. it it does have like a very spooky kind of like a fall ambiance it's a blast linda blair's great the music score is fabulous oh yes and uh it's really creepy but like not in a but it's it's i would almost say it's kind of like a family friendly movie in a way because it's not really Mm -hmm. gory there's like that little tiny sort of sex scene but you don't see anything yeah it's pretty chaste so like i would actually say it's probably one for the family actually i don't know yeah it's creepy yeah. though. Like there are moments, uh, you know, make sure the kid can handle some, yeah. you know, creepy shit. It scares but, um, me, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's scary, especially that that rug scene that we oh, talked fuck about. The rug. You know, fuck that rug! Like, no, oh, uh-uh. fuck that, fuck Ooh, that no. rug! <laughs> I would oh, never man. go down there. Oh, it's scary. Uh, you know, feel free to go back and listen to our Hell Night episode yeah. to get a full analysis. Of I think it, it was you know, a good. We one. did a full yeah. academic analysis. We, of course. we did. We gorked it with the Garths. We love our Garths. We love it. Ah, that was fun. That was a good episode. That was fun. Good times. Yeah, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is Demons. A, a, I thought about a this one. I almost did this one. 1985 yeah. Italian film mm-hmm. directed by mm-hmm. Lamberto Bava, son of Mario Bava, uh, produced yeah. and I think partly written by Dario Argento. Um, it kind of looks like an Argento film because there's all this crazy colored lighting everywhere. And it's about this theater that's having a special opening and they hand out these tickets to random people it's kind of like an almost like a test screening i guess and all these people gather and they watch this movie that's about a demon being unleashed and in the lobby there's a mask that's a demon mask like the one in the movie and someone puts it on and cuts themselves and all of a sudden during the film the cut starts to grow and bleed and ooze pus and stuff. So she goes away and when she comes back, she's a demon and she starts infecting everybody and everybody tries to get out, but they're locked in and it's just a nutty movie. You have yeah. no idea where it's going <laughs> and yeah. it's just a blast. It's so much fun. The soundtrack is killer. It's all these eight, mm-hmm. 80s like heavy metal kind of bands and stuff. It's really wild and raucous. Yeah, wild is the mm. yes, yes. Good descriptors. Yeah. yeah, the practical effects are fucking amazing. Oh, they're so great. It's so good. You know, a typical Italian horror film. Yeah. Like you never, you never know where it's gonna go, no. and it always keeps you on your toes, and maybe yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you still have so much fun with it, regardless. And it's, yeah, there's, it's so good. there's, there's, there's one part toward towards the end where if you don't go, what the fuck is this? I don't think you yeah. have a pulse. Because no. it's so bizarre, yes. and you're just like, uh, okay, sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and it's another uh, movie within a movie there. True. Too, so very very true. One. Good very one. True. Yeah. Good one. Thank you. What's your next one? Uh, this one is super on the nose. So oh. Sorry, folks. But, of course, Halloween season of The Witch. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's 
spooky and um it's something it is a lot of things <laughs> it's it's it is a lot of things combined into one it's like they took invasion of the body snatchers mm-hmm. which is also set in santa mira california mm-hmm. and they combined it with like stefford wives with these androids and then they threw in some like willy wonka in the chocolate factory <laughs> and then they added in like a dash of like celtic witchy folklore shit mm-hmm. um uh, they stirred all those ingredients together and they cooked them at like a thousand degrees Fahrenheit and um, oh, they served it when it was, you know, hot and melting and leaking snakes and mm, bugs. <laughs> and it's a tasty dish. <laughs> There's kind of a plot. It's, um, of course, stars Mr. Tom Atkins, Daddy Tom Atkins, oh. as <clears throat> Dr. Daniel Chalice. And then he has his female sidekick, Ellie Grimbridge, a.k.a. woman on the side, I guess, because he's having an affair with her, which is a weird plot point but whatever so they uh, um he's kind of a problematic protagonist but oh well he's also like a Uh, bit of a drunk too (laughs) yes and a doctor like and he's drunk on the job drinking and doctoring um, a great combination (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's something um so they stumble onto a gruesome murder scheme involving these halloween masks Mm -hmm. made by the silver shamrock mask company in santa mira california and it turns out you know spoiler but this company's owner is this Celtic old dude. You know, they, don't, they don't really say how old he is, but he wants to return Halloween to its darker roots. Um, and his scheme is going to unleash death and destruction across the country. Uh, I What I like about this movie is that it actually taps into the Halloween kind of history mm-hmm. a little bit with Samhain. And um, it doesn't really get too much into it, but I think to some degree it is even more of a like halloweeny film than something like the real like the um not the real but like the original halloween mm-hmm. only because i think it taps more into the actual holiday itself right um like i love halloween the original halloween um but it's kind of you know a, a slasher set on halloween mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing i'm just you know uh i think it differentiates i i like that they were willing to try something different for the season of the witch um even though everybody else apparently hated it at the time. I, I do think it's you know uh. gotten more of a cult following since then. Um, it does have some pacing issues, but... Um, and just some weird plot twists. But, I, yeah, I enjoy it. And I think it's a good Halloween season one that you can just put on and not have to pay as much attention. Although, if you don't pay attention to it, you're going to be like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're still going to be like that even if you do. So That's true, yeah. You kind of... Yeah, it's just... Yeah. I'm, what do you got? Uh, speaking of Halloween, I am going to offer a film. Ha, ha, ha. Um, Uh that is entitled Offerings. Mm. And this is a movie not many people have seen, but it's basically Mm. Halloween, but it doesn't take place on Halloween. And Mm. the music is basically the same from Halloween. And it's about a kid who is bullied and he's pushed down a well. And years later, he breaks out of a mental hospital and goes after the one girl girl who was actually nice to him and kills all the kids that actually pushed him into the will so it's basically the same story to an extent it's sort of mixing like halloween one and two together and it's it's not a good movie it's not i'm gonna tell you that right now it's actually pretty terrible the acting is horrifying everyone kind of just doesn't know what they're doing but it's really entertaining entertaining if you're in the right mood and I believe it's on Blu-ray now. Okay. It's on Blu-ray, looking better than it has any right to, considering it was probably made for about like thirty-five cents. But it's really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. delightful t- to me. So nice. Yeah, that's one that's been on my 
like uh, deep cut watch list for a oh. while. So maybe I'll dig it up this Halloween. I season wonder if you'd enjoy it. it. I, it's one of those that I, I can never know. tell who's gonna I like know. it and who's not. Like you, you have to have like a pretty yeah. high threshold for crap, <laughs> like <Okay. laughs> to find the joy within it. But I don't know. I I believe in you. I, I think you could do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like as I get older, I I feel like I'm drawn more to like the quote unquote good stuff. But yeah. then every once in a while, I'll watch something that's just objectively terrible and yeah. be like, I love this. I'm the, like, I'm know, the same way. Like, there's know. some stuff I can't watch now that I used to love as a kid. Yeah. But then there's some stuff that I know is still really bad. But damn it, it's really entertaining. I can't stop. It hits some spot. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's something. I don't know. Um, uh, my next one is Psycho dot 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 part two. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say the Psycho remake. I, oh, God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> oh, God. Which I revisited recently. I was recently so and, nervous. Oh, what oh, the fuck God. is that movie? I, <laughs> oh, it made me so angry. Oh. Um, anyway. But Psycho 2. Yeah, it's it's great. You know, written by Tom Holland uh, of, of course, Fright Night and Child's Play fame. Uh, although he didn't write Child's Play, but he directed it. So whatever. You know, after 22 years, 22 years of treatment at a mental mental institution, can't talk for the criminally insane. You have serial killer Norman Bates, and he's back, um, ready to uh, start a new life. He's decided to move back into his mother's infamous old house. Which what could go wrong there? Yeah, really. And uh, <laughs> he soon finds himself tormented by something in this house, um, and begins to question his sanity. And of course, he meets. Uh, you know, this young woman played by the beautiful, wonderful Meg Tilly, and they hit it off right away. Um, she tries to see the good in him and tries to encourage his recovery. Um, although there's a twist there. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, it's something. You know, I, I, I kind of debated whether to include Psycho or Psycho 2. The reason I chose Psycho 2 is because I think it almost has more of like a haunted house kind of vibe because yeah. more of the house is actually more or more of the film is actually set in the house itself mm-hmm. um because in the first psycho it's kind of mostly just the motel and surrounding area there's a couple scenes in the mansion but not as much as i think people remember and i like that because people are getting offed in this house in the second one and you don't know who it is mm-hmm. and at first you're like oh obviously it's norman but then it can't be Norman. Oh. And so it's like, is it a wall person? Is it a ghost? Is it, you never really know what's going on exactly. in this, you know, Bates mansion mansion. And I think the film does dig a little bit deeper into the horror slasher kind of vibe mm-hmm. too, than the first one did. The first one was, the first one's kind of just a psychological thriller with a couple, you know, straight horror moments. Um, but the second one, I think really digs into the actual slasher uh, stuff, which I uh, appreciate as well. And kind of makes me think more of Halloweeny season so yeah. yeah no that's a it's a great movie it's a great sequel yeah. i really don't think it ever gets enough props for actually being a sequel that that sort of needs to exist in its own way because it actually does continue the story in a really interesting way whereas a like really smart way yeah, yeah. like it, it makes perfect perfect sense i mean just the yeah. where nor norman is at that point where lila is at at the that point it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. whereas like yeah. most sequels are just like well let's just get rid of all the characters from the first film and just start fresh and it'll be like someone's gonna reopen the Bates Motel and people start to die like and that's what most sequels would pro- probably do but this one's like no let's bring back the original characters and see what they're up to now and it, it's a great yeah, great totally. idea 
Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that's mine. Perfect. Uh, well, my next one is from A Whisper to a Scream, also known as The okay. Offspring, which mm-hmm. is a anthology starring Vincent Price and Susan Terrell, Tur- yes. which, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. amazing. And it's about this little small town in ten- t- Tennessee that has a pretty sordid past. And mm-hmm. Susan Terrell is a reporter who is asking Vincent Price, who's like a kind of a local historian ab- about the town. So he goes into all the things that possibly could have happened in the past. And I think it's five st- stories and each one is pretty good. And it is written by Darren Scott, who also wrote Tales from the Hood. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he knows how to do an anthology anthology and it's really yep. strong and it's creepy mm-hmm, it is, it's yeah. one of the darker anthologies in the sense that it just feels kind of gritty and gr- grimy and genuinely creepy it's it's not quite as tongue-in-cheek as like a tales from the crypt thing it's it's just really creepy and moody and i i love it yeah, it's great. It's one that my memory's kind of foggy on, so mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you brought it up because now I'm like, i got to go revisit that one. It's fun. I did like it. And like you said, the cast is great, mm-hmm. too, with that. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, mine is super basic for this next one, but it hits all the right notes, and that is, of course, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, you know? of course. The original, mm-hmm. the OG, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what this movie's about, right? You know, Several Midwestern teenagers fall prey to Freddy Krueger, a disfigured supernatural boogeyman who preys on the teens and their dreams, which in turn kills them in reality. Um, they discover a dark secret kept uh, by their parents, maybe the key to unraveling the mystery to stopping the bloodshed. Um, I think it has some great, you know, of course, dark fairy tale vibes and um, some great messaging with the teenagers being forced to pay for the sins of their parents, mm-hmm. which is still very relevant today in the real world, because as millennials and Gen Zers, we are all still paying for the sins of <laughs> the uh, older generations. But what are you going to do? Amen. Um, uh, of course, all the kills are still really creepy and creative. Uh, you know, Wes Craven, God. Um, mm-hmm. The Johnny Depp one is still my favorite. I just I just love seeing him, like, sink into that bed <laughs> and the blood coming, flying up everywhere. So uh, does Amber Heard. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and of course, any of the sequels would be totally appropriate during Halloween season as well. You know, it's... Um, I like that it gives you both slasher vibes and supernatural vibes, mm-hmm. which I think... Uh, I think... The films that do more than one thing are the ones that I tend to revisit more during Halloween season, mm-hmm. like that aren't just like just a straight slasher or just a straight like supernatural right. thriller. Like yeah. they combine like some different things. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that I tend to be because I think ultimately that's what Halloween season is. It's a combination of a lot of different spooky things mm-hmm. brought together um, for one one great night or one month or however long you want to celebrate. You know, I agree. Well, um, speaking of <laughs> piecing things together, um, uh, did you choose? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I choose pieces. Oh, okay. pieces! And here is why: when I was in okay. college, there was a tradition where they would show pieces, a thirty-five mm-hmm. millimeter print of of this every single year, and people fucking loved it. Like everyone would mm-hmm. go and just laugh and c- carry on. It was this great communal experience. It's a movie that's better with like a big group. You know, which of course yeah, totally. in this day and age, I guess, isn't really possible. But it's yeah. it's still you can still have a great time with it by yourself. the 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 plot mm-hmm. is 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> Is there um, one? <laughs> like 40-something years ago, this kid didn't get to put together a naked puzzle, and so he k- killed his mom and chopped her up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's four, 40 years later, and they're on a college campus, and someone is chopping up co-eds and s- s- trying to stitch together a real-life version of the puzzle. And yeah, that's 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 the gist of it. But to just mm-hmm. say that would be a disservice to the film because every secondary character has their own agenda and their own drama. And there's a lot of gore. There's a lot of sleaze. And I highly recommend it. One of the characters, uh, you know, Mary Riggs, is this former tennis player who becomes a cop and then goes back <laughs> undercover to pose as a tennis instructor <laughs> at a college. It's fucking crazy. It's so wonderful. It's it's nuts. It's it's a really good time though. Like it I said, really it's a is. great party movie. It's it's yeah. It's, it's hard good. to feel down about the world around you when you're watching pieces. It's very hard to Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, you will not fall to pieces. You will watching. not. Well, you might. You might. <laughs> I don't know. It's a nice distraction from everything oh, else. Oh, yeah. If nothing else, yeah. it, is, it will distract you from anything that's going on in your life. Uh, What's your next one? Return of the Living Dead. Oh, good 1985. One. Another kind of classic here. And, you know, I've said before, I'm not a big zombie person, but there's like three or four that really get my uh, fire lit here. And Return of the Living Dead is definitely one of them. Um, I kind of debated between the classic, you know, Night of the Living Dead versus Return of the Living Dead. But this one, I have more of a nostalgia, nostalgic connection to. Yeah, I, of course, the movie, you, you have this bumbling pair of employees at a medical supply warehouse who accidentally release a deadly gas into the air. And those vapors cause the dead to reanimate in this nearby cemetery. And uh, they go and they cause a rampage. And, of course, their favorite food, brains. Shocker. I'm pretty sure this was, like, the first movie where that was the thing, right? Where the brains, I, they were actually after the brains. the first one I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think they were flesh-eating in the mm-hmm. initial. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just really loud and fun and punk rock. It's it's very much zombies for, like, the MTV era. Definitely. Um, I love the cemetery setting and all these quirky characters. <laughs> um, they're all heightened. You can't really – you don't really see them as real people, but they're not really intended to be. Yeah. Um, the practical effects are fucking amazing. Oh, so good. Um, um, and, of course, it features my bae, Tom Matthews, from mm. uh, Friday the 13th, Jason Lives. <laughs> what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man, you know? <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's a good one. That's a great one. Um, I'm going to say The Company of Wolves. Which, I have not seen that in so oh, long. Oh, it's a beautiful movie. It's sort of a, re- mm-hmm. a retelling of Little Red Riding Hood. It stars Little Red, yeah. Angela mm-hmm. Lansbury as Granny, and she mm-hmm. is trying to instill her granddaughter with a healthy fear of men. And so she tells her a bunch of stories about how men are basically wolves. It's, it's all very meta metaphorical about a woman coming into her own and menstruating and becoming desired by men. And, uh, it's just a really beautiful, moody fairy tale and the effects are great a lot of great transformation scenes and the music score is fantastic it's it's just a really great movie really interesting directed by uh, neil Neil jordan Jordan. yeah 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 
No, it's 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 a really smart retelling of a classic fairy tale. A lot of like smoke mm-hmm. and fog and yeah, darkly lit great, like, go- woods and stuff. It's really great. She's totally gothic. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Fantastic. It's great. Mine is also a creature feature, but mm-hmm. uh, not so <laughs> serious. And uh, no surprise here, Fright Night. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, you got teenager Charlie Brewster discovers that his suave new neighbor, Jerry Dandridge, is a vampire. You know, when the bloodsucker starts stalking Charlie, he seeks the help of washed-up actor and TV horror host Peter Vincent, played by Roddy McDowell. Uh, You know, we talked about it. It's goddamn queer as hell. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone in this movie is just variations of queer. And um, it's, of course, the age-old story of a teenage boy who becomes obsessed with two older male roommates that move in next door, (laughs) so much so that he actively avoids having sex with his girlfriend in order to spy on them. (laughs) And, you know, let's not forget the infamous gayer-than-Liberace alley scene between Vampire Jerry and Evil Ed. Mm -hmm. Um just that seductive score that's going on and it's really oh, setting the, the mood and they're uh, uh, really all up on each other um, or that camp fest kind of disco dance scene that's just randomly mm. in the middle of it and uh, you know uh, Tom Holland claims that he didn't know he was crafting this really homoerotic film and um, I don't know if I believe him but that's what he says it's great it's got some great like kind of universal monster movie type vibes too with uh, everything that's going on and I just think it's great and especially with the horror host setup I think it's a perfect Halloween season um, watch. No, so that's go check it out if perfect. you haven't seen it. That's it's a classic. Great. Yeah, that that ties mm-hmm. in perfectly with my my next one actually because it stars mm-hmm. Stephen Jeffries from that movie that played Evil Ed, and it's called Nine Seven Six Evil, and it's a movie that has sort of been unfairly put by the wayside. It was directed by Freddie himself, Robert England. Mm-hmm in the late 80s and it's about a young boy who calls this um horror scope hotline and ends up becoming possessed by a demon and gets revenge on everybody that torments him and he's got like this crazy religious mom and this sort of rebel without a cause um i think he's like a cousin or something i i think and Mm -hmm. uh and it's just it's it's really fun it's kind of inventive a lot of great lighting and a lot of great mood and good performances and i dig it i think it's fun cool i, th- I don't think i have seen that it's interesting um, trying to think. it kind yeah. of falls apart a bit at the end like the ending's not great but you know the rest of it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's one that's always been on kind of my my radar mm-hmm. but again uh with you talking about them maybe now i will actually go watch them so Yay. that'd be great yeah yeah <laughs> Let's see. My next one is another one that we've talked about and Night of the Creeps. That's a good one. You know, Um, I like that it combines a lot of different elements again. You know, you got the zombies and the aliens and the slasher vibes and the John Hughes teen movie stuff. Um, It's just a little bit of everything, which to me is what Halloween is to a large degree, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of a grab bag of goodies and you never know what you're going to get. That's right. uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, <laughs> life is like a box of decapitated heads. Just <laughs> decapitated heads. <laughs> um, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know what it's about, it's 1959, and there's this alien experiment that crashes to Earth that infects a fraternity member. Um, great scene. It's in black and white. I love that. And then, of course, we jump forward several decades later, and we're in color, and everything's 80s, and uh, these two geeks are pledging a fraternity, and they accidentally thaw out that corpse from earlier, which proceeds to infect the campus with parasites that transform their hosts into these mindless undead killers. It's super 
uh, self-aware. It Like a full decade before Scream came out, there's a lot of little references to horror films that came before it. And I love that. It has that great gay best friend character who we talk about plenty in our episode, uh, JC, who has um, some great one-liners. And he kind of steals the whole show. It's really sad when he dies. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the film actually kind of suffers a little bit when he dies. So that's sad. But it's great. And um, yeah, of course, Fred Decker, who wrote The Monster Squad, which would be another really great choice mm-hmm. for Halloween season. There we go. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, my next one is, uh, it's, it's one I can't say is a good movie. A lot of people will say it's actually one of the worst movies of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But it's Night Train to Terror. I'm sure I've mentioned oh, yes, it at you've some mentioned point. This, yes. It is mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. movies in one that are not supposed mm-hmm. to be in one movie. And mm-hmm. the story here is that a bunch of people are on a, are on a train. It's like a rock band on a train. <laughs> and they're like mm-hmm. having like a full like music video moment for no reason. And in the next car, there's God and Satan. And they're having a little discussion because, you see, a few people have just died and they're like, who's going to get their souls? And so they're having like this argument about who's going to get each person's soul. So while they're talking about them, their story plays out. And like I said, each story was supposed to be its own feature length film. So they've been cut down to like 20 or 30 minutes. So they don't make a lot of sense, which is part of the charm actually and yeah. there each story is pretty bizarre and like i i really i can't say it's a good movie and if you watch <laughs> it like don't get mad at me if you hate it because a lot of people seem yeah. to but if you go in with the right mindset that this is going to be terrible you're going to have a really great time and you're going to laugh a lot well we've talked about this before but it's like anthology films are perfect for this time of year mm-hmm. as well because again you get little bits of everything yeah. you know you get if you don't like one story maybe you'll like the next mm-hmm. one um it's just it's again that perfect kind of halloween encapsulation of uh different things and the grab bag you never know what you're gonna get mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes you like the candy you get sometimes you don't but you eat it anyway and you keep on eating <laughs> exactly um let's see my next one is not really a horror film um it's my one dark comedy pick here and that is elvira of course oh yeah. of the dark Perfect for this time um you know uh when her great aunt dies the famed horror hostess elvira heads for the uptight new england town of falwell to claim her inheritance but once the stuffy locals get an eyeful of the scream queen's ample assets all hell busts out and breaks loose <laughs> i did not write that description <laughs> But it's genius, whoever did. <laughs> but it's it's fantastic. Thank you, Letterboxd. Um, it is, of course, a camp fest. I think it is one of the campiest films ever made, if not the campiest films. Mm-hmm. It is just her performance in that movie. It just makes it. You know, you cannot have that film without Cassandra Peterson. No way. It's just, it's fantastic. I love that she completely embraces her sexuality throughout mm-hmm. and is not apologetic for it at any point. No. Um, she uses it to her advantage. In fact, at one point she manipulates the um, town boys into like, what is it, painting her <laughs> yeah. house and like uh, fixing it up or anything yeah. just by, you know, using her feminine charms. And I love that. Um, she's a strong, confident woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she also uncovers like all these sordid secrets from her past and she has to battle her great aunt, uncle, or her great evil <laughs> uncle, uh, Vincent. Um, and she gets that uh, hot, hunky handyman mm-hmm. and, uh, she teaches the small Massachusetts town some valuable life lessons and um, at one point makes them <laughs> have this giant uh, orgy picnic. And uh, it's great. You know, it's an emp- empowering film. I got to say, I think it's it's just it's so it's so queer, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
without being overtly queer for the most part, but it, it it's just it has such a queer aesthetic and uh, it's sexy, campy, and scary, mm-hmm. and just got everything. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it too. What I also love is Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, uh-huh. which is a made-for-TV movie from '81, made-for-TV NBC mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. Uh, starring Charles Durning as mm-hmm. a um, a sort of piece of shit post office worker who he's terrible. He's like a monster, and mm-hmm. he is sort of like a child diddler. It's implied, and it's implied. He yeah. pretty much. Uh, blames this um, mentally handicapped guy for hurting this kid. And so there's this crazy mob and they go after him and they kill him as he's trying to hide as a scarecrow. Well, in classic horror tradition, this comes back to bite them all in the ass and he comes back, his spirit of sorts, and gets revenge on them. But is it really his spirit or is it someone else trying to avenge him? You know, so it's it's got this nice sort of mystery element. It's sort of a who done it. It's also kind of slashery ish at mm-hmm. times. It's really great and it's moody. It takes place during Halloween time. It's just perfect. It's a perfect little cozy made for TV movie. Yeah, as far as made TV movies go, you know, you can't get much uh, better made. Oh yeah, uh, it's right up there. Definitely a slow burn, mm-hmm. but it's um, yeah, really. Uh, uh, and some great autumnal vibes, mm-hmm. of course, with the with the scarecrow setting and everything. Yeah. I want more scarecrow horror films, and I want them to be better because I like what I've seen, but um, some of them are really crap, and uh, I, st- I just want some good I ones. I still <laughs> need to see one that's called like Night of the Scarecrow. I ha- From 95 I, yeah, or something. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. that because I, I used to always either, yeah. want to get it at the video store, but I never did. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. I've 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 actually got the tape, but I still haven't watched it. So I I might need to need to That's do that over this this next month. Yeah, more scarecrows, mm-hmm. please. I think they're kind of cool villains. They are cool. Uh, let's see, number thirteen, lucky number thirteen here is Night of the Demons, oh, the classic Halloween perfect. pick, of course. Um, it's a little on the nose, but whatever. Uh, you know, while conducting a séance during a Halloween party, Hallow- our high school seniors unlock. Uh, the demon that remains locked in the crematorium below, or wherever it is. A, I, I didn't write anything about this one, but, you know, Angela is, of course, a Halloween icon in herself. She's fantastic. The film itself is very campy, very violent, and yet somehow very fun. Just perfect Halloween night spooky shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I like that it has, kind of a spoiler, but it has both a final girl and an African-American final boy, mm-hmm. which you almost never see. It's great. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, the sequels are fun, too. Mm-hmm. Um I recommend. I recommend it. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Yeah. Um, my mm-hmm. next one is the Midnight Hour, mm-hmm. which oh, is also yes. a Halloween. I think it was made for TV as well. Actually, it's just it's so much fun. It's kind of like a monster mash kind of thing. Gives me sort of like Monster Squad vibes too. Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's just it's a blast and a half. And I think it's on YouTube, isn't it? Still on YouTube. I, I think, think so, so and there's a DVD it. out there. Yeah, like a very hard to f- to find one. I think it it goes for yeah. like crazy prices. So, yeah, that, that's a good. I like the the dance break mm-hmm. scene in that too, and uh, the the whole soundtrack is great. It's filled oh, with yeah. like uh, bops 
you can tell they couldn't get the rights to like thriller because <laughs> the whole sequence is basically thriller but it's it's great um my last couple are also very halloweeny too so um sleepy hollow mm, 1999 of course new york detective detective ichabod crane is sent to the village of sleepy hollow to investigate a series of mysterious beheadings the locals believe the culprit may be none other than the ghost of the legendary headless horseman I think the script is a bit convoluted, but uh, I love the heavy Halloween autumnal mood and aesthetic throughout. I think it's the closest thing to a true horror film that Tim Burton has ever done. It still gets a little too much into that kind of dark fantasy vibe that he, he does. I read that the original script was actually a straightforward slasher, and then he came in and was like, what if I made it more of like a dark fantasy drama? He would. But if you look past that, it's still basically still a slasher, yeah. you know? Um, people are still getting killed left and right in pretty gruesome scenes. Plus, they kill off a kid, mm, which right. happens rarely. And it's, it's a kind of nasty scene because you think the kid's going to be safe, and then the, <laughs> the horseman comes back and kills him. At least it's implied. And we talked about Miranda Richardson last week, oh, but she is just fabulous so and cunning and campy as fuck. Um, she steals every scene she's in. Oh, there's also a, ma- a uh, yeah. magic tree, like in The Guardian, that like bleeds too. Oh, yeah, there's you're a right. bloody tree. Oh, God, that bloody yeah. tree. Yeah, that bloody tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Christopher Walken's a weird choice, but um, he is good in it. He just doesn't talk. So. Yeah, he doesn't speak. <laughs> it it's kind of weird to cast Christopher <laughs> walking and then then just be like uh don't 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 speak that's it's yeah yeah a great just mood movie you can just put it on again and not have to pay too much attention to Mm -hmm. and um it's got uh jack-o'-lanterns everywhere and very halloweeny and i love it uh my next one is house on haunted hill the original from the 50s the original cool because it's just it's it's like one of my comfort films it's just very relaxing it's black and white you know and yeah it's about this millionaire whose wife is sketchy and she wants to have Mm -hmm. this birthday party but he's like i'll give you a party but i'm gonna invite all of the guests and we're gonna have it at this haunted house where all this horrible stuff has happened and whoever makes it to the end of the night is going to get this cash prize and throughout Mm -hmm. the night people just uh start to encounter all kinds of ghostly phenomenon. But is it really a ghost, or is it special tricks and pranks? Or you, you never really know until the end. That's the thing about that movie. Yeah, it's very trickstery. Mm-hmm. You never... And I think that's perfect for Halloween season, yeah. you know? Uh, because, again, we said the tricks and the treats. Yeah, it's, it's implied that this house is haunted, but uh, the ending kind of raises some questions with that, you know, without getting too spoilery. Mm-hmm. Of course, the best scene... <laughs> where Carol Omart, I think yeah. it is, as Annabelle, is just screaming her head off with that At skeleton scale, walking skeleton. slowly yeah. towards her. It's so good. I'm pretty sure that's what they were trying to spoof in Scary Movie 2, where there was yeah, this skeleton right, totally. going after her, and she's like, Sandy! <laughs> would you be scared of Calista Flockhart? <laughs> oh, it's that's so true. Bones. Yeah. Anyway, House on Haunted Hill, <laughs> good choice. It's, 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 it's a fun one. Yeah, you got to have at least one Benson Price. Yeah, I feel like you um, do. Yeah. Uh, oh, my final pick. Um, you know, this one is again not a surprise, but I think it's my favorite Halloween movie, and of course, that's Trick or Treat from oh, two thousand seven. Very good you know, choice. I gotta watch this every year. You know, um, written and directed by Michael Doherty, who. I've course did krampus and godzilla king of monsters recently and x-men 2 lots of uh kind of sci-fi stuff 
It's four interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. That's one of them. A college, vir- a college virgin, played by Anna Paquin, might have just met the one guy for her. Uh, and then, of course, a group of teenagers pull a, a mean prank. And the last one is a bitter old reclusive receives an uninvited guest. Um, that one's fun. It's very mm-hmm. uh, Brian Cranston, right? No, it was. And it's uh, very. Um, Bri- oh no, sorry. Brian I always Cox. confuse him and Brian Cox. Brian yeah. Cox, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. The Bryans. Yes, <laughs> that was get. I mix up my head. Um, Sigourney Weaver, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure that was. Sig- was. Sigourney Weaver, yes. <laughs> can, can you imagine if it had been Sigourney Weaver um, in that? <laughs> I'd be into it. Like, get the oh hell my off guys. my lawn, kids. Great. It's great. It's it's very uh, Christmas Carol. I love it, it because is, yeah. uh, he learns a, a lesson at the end, but then it comes back to bite him regardless. It and it's great. Um, yeah, it's my favorite. I think anthology horror film because I think all the segments are pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it does put its own sort of spin on it. It's not like a traditional anthology flick, but um, I like that it put does its own thing. It's very colorful and campy and exciting. Um, I think Sam should become the sort of de, de facto mascot for Halloween. I know for some of us he yeah, is. Yeah, why does that not but, happen? Uh, That's really ups- upsetting. I don't know. It's taken so long for the movie, you know, to I really feel find like a good maybe base. if it had really played in theaters, it would have been different, you know. But it was kind of just like dumped, I would hope so. and I don't know why it, it it was because it took forever to come out. Like it was like shot in like yeah. 2007, yeah. but it didn't come out till like 2009 or 10 or Nine something or yeah. something. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and and it's like I said about um, season of the witch. Like it's 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 a rare movie that actually attempts to dig into Halloween as a holiday mm-hmm. and the sort of Celtic um, origins of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Because we all celebrate Halloween, but a lot of people don't really know what it even is. Right, you know, yeah. we're just like, oh, it's an excuse to get in costumes yeah. and do this. But it's like uh, it's worth looking into the history a little bit, folks, of like why we're doing some of these things. Um, yeah. Uh, my next one is Carnival of Souls. Uh, oh, of course. Classic black and white mood, like crazy. Mm, I'm such a mood. And uh, yeah. it's about a woman who is trying to drag race in the car with her friends and their car flips and goes into a ri- river and all of her friends die, but she miraculously comes out. But is she really safe? Because pretty soon after after she starts to feel like maybe she was supposed to die in that car crash mm-hmm. and death is trying to call out to her from beyond to come into the yeah. watery depths of whatever and it's just it's really it's it's very bare bones and there's not a lot of traditional plot it's just very creepy it's it's basically one character on screen for the ent- entire film and it's just wonderful yeah. and it's clear that they had like no money whatsoever and yet they use everything that they can so beautifully and yeah. uh her carvey who made the film never made another film and it's a damn shame because he clearly had so much potential and it's just a creepy movie it's so scary there's some really scary it is parts of the film yeah it doesn't get much better than that aesthetically mm-hmm. it's uh so damn creepy like you said mm-hmm. and there's this great sort of a uh, ptsd kind of mm-hmm. vibe to it yeah. with her recovering and um of course there's the twist at the end mm-hmm. and it's very formative you know very you can see so. the influence of that film in so many oh, films tons, that came after even tons. something like final destination yeah, is yeah. very much in that vibe Absolutely. you know um and soul survivor mm-hmm. of course definitely um, 
and my film, a, st- a Stranger Among the Living, which and, should yeah, be coming, coming soon, soon to Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Gotta put that plug in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It might be out by the time uh, this is on the air. I don't know. If it is, yes. take a search for it and watch it. Mm-hmm. And leave a nice review yeah. if you like it. I don't know. <laughs> for sure. Um, was that your last one? Uh, I have more, but they were only on the list in case we ne- needed them. So Yeah, like I have some honorable mentions. Yeah. We, can, we can quickly go through those and maybe yeah. not say anything about them or just kind of mm-hmm. one or two things, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't just want to run through like some of yours. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so I, I also had uh, Lady in, in White, mm-hmm. um, yeah. The Ugly, which not many people have seen. But they have should. It's pretty good. It's like a serial killer movie. It's I think from New Zealand, eighties, nineties, uh, like ninety seven, nineties. Yeah. Okay, it's I don't know pretty good. That. Um, mm. Vamp. Yes, uh, of course. The Phantom of the Opera from nineteen eighty nine with Robert England and Jill Sholin. Okay, and yeah, Molly sure, Shannon sure. in a small role. Um, uh-huh. The Fly, starring Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> ah, the fly. <laughs> um, Creep Show Two because Creep Show Two doesn't get enough love. It's all about Creep Show. Yeah, the raft. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, and so then After Midnight, which is another anthology movie from '89, uh-huh. I believe, or '88, maybe. Yes, that I yes, quite yes, like. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> good stuff. I mean, you got to watch Rocky Horror, right? I mean, oh shit, or yeah, at least you should. Yeah, it's been so long um, since that I've should seen probably that. be on here. Every fucking yeah. year, I'm like, I've got to watch that this year, and I never do. And then yeah, the the month just goes by yeah. so fast, and it's like oh, I didn't get to Rocky Horror. I'm gonna but do that this year. I'm gonna, know, it's I'm gonna be do on it. there. It's gotta be on there. The guest also really great. Oh, it's a good movie uh, from 2014. The Blob, which I just mm. revisited, and just a lot of fun. Uh, and it's actually set, I think, in early October, mm. so it's perfect, and it has that great movie theater scene, oh, I love which it. we discussed, and we love movie theater scenes. Um, one that you don't, I know you don't like as much, but I think it's a good one because it just captures so many things that are going on like so many different creatures cabin in the woods oh um yeah, yeah. that movie oh, that film <laughs> <laughs> the one that actually does star sigourney weaver <laughs> like yeah great <laughs> at some sometime i think we need to have a month of just like he says he says things of like just films okay. like like you know that we have different opinions yeah, about right. i think that'd be fun. that might um, be fun that would be good yeah. uh, folks i didn't include scream you can watch scream anytime yeah. during the, the year i mean it's on i think it technically form. is set yeah yeah, it's on Freeform. There you yeah. go. I think it's technically set in early October, but, like, they never mention anything that would imply oh, it was, yeah. you know, during the time period. The Legacy. Oh. Which has some great autumnal vibes. And our girl, and Catherine Sam Ross. Elliott's butt. Yes, and Sam Elliott's That's butt. That's really the, the, the main reason to watch it. I'm not going to lie. It's... And that fucking crazy-ass score. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's... It's great. Killer Party, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demon Knight would be good. Oh, that's a great one. Um, yeah. We talked about Tales from the Hood. Yeah, that's another good one. Oh, if you need a werewolf pick, American Werewolf in London, you can't go wrong oh, with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Well, that was good because I like that you picked like more kind of deep cut stuff for the most part. And I did. I just kind of get a lot of the classics out of the way. Yeah. So we have a good mix of like deep cuts and classics on our list. Yeah. So I just wanted to give pe- people some stuff to watch that maybe they don't usually watch, you know, just because, you know, like that's it's fair. great yeah. to watch like some of these, you know, but then like every now and then you're like. Should I sort of mix it up a bit? So now you got some you can mix up in there and right, yeah, give I think it's perfect because you got a mix of the the classics with the um, lesser known stuff, yeah. which is I think what you should be doing during Halloween season. Yeah. I mean, not to like tell anyone what they should be watching, you but you better know, watch like, a new movie. Yeah, Sam yeah. Payne's gonna get you. <laughs> Sam Payne gonna gobble you up. 
Oh, yeah, and of course, um, number 31, right. obviously Halloween, right? Duh. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have obviously. to. We have to. I mean, it's, it's John Carpenter's. Like, we on. don't want to talk about it, but we no. know it's amazing. I don't think so, say about it. Yeah. That's a good list. So I'm going to compile that list and we'll post it on social media mm-hmm. at some point so folks can see it. Um, and I hope it gives you some stuff to watch this Halloween season. You can follow it if you want to do one day at a time yeah. or if you just want to pull some films here and there that you feel like. Yeah, you, know? you do you. Uh, it's your Halloween. You, do you you. know. I guess this is the last episode of the month, so I guess we can say what we're doing. What are we doing again? <laughs> what are we doing again? I... Well, I believe, and this could change, we are doing an all-Halloween series yeah. month. We're doing But, a... like, not the whole series? Yeah. We're going to pick... We're picking... Some... Well, I don't actually want to tell you yeah. what we're going to pick, because it should be a yeah, surprise. We're not going to tell but, you which um, ones, but we're, 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 yeah. we're going to pick some that maybe don't get discussed as often as we think yeah. they should. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Homos on Haunted Hill, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at H-O-H-H Podcast. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Please be nice. You can email us at homosonhauntedhill at gmail.com. You can, I don't know, follow us on Letterboxd. Like I said, we are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can find us That's everywhere. Right. And, you know, we hope everyone is holding up okay during this crazy time to be alive. Mm-hmm. And really embrace the spookiness if it makes you happy because this is the time for it. That's you know? right. I mean, it's always the time for it, mm-hmm. but especially in October. Uh, be safe. Mm-hmm. Or don't. We're not here to tell you what to yeah. do. But, uh, you know. <laughs> if you want to do your thing, you do your thing. And we'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye, ghouls.